Willkommen, bienvenue, and welcome to The Musical Man, the podcast that shines new light on the Tony Award for Best Musical. Each week we examine the nominees and winners of that esteemed decoration, and this week we'll be discussing After Midnight. Midnight. Harlem. Once it was true, in 1932 Harlem's heartbeat was a drumbeat. After Midnight. Early blue evening. Lights ain't come on yet. Coming on now. But first, how are we doing? I hope this episode finds you well. Look, we have a lot to cover in the opening segment here. I want to hit a few points. Benny, Patty, is it okay if I just jump right into my first point? My first point is, it's always a pleasure to see you. Yes! Not only are Patty and Benny my associates, I consider them to be my friends, and we are planning, spoiler alert, I don't want you to get jealous, but Patty, Benny, and I are planning a Friendsgiving-style potluck dinner for the very near future. We're not quite sure what date it's going to fall on because with Thanksgiving, you know, the Thanksgiving, you have to make big plans for Thanksgiving. So we want to do, we don't want to have to like worry about glomming on to some other person's event. No, we just want this to be a sort of podcast family Friendsgiving sort of situation. So we're going to talk after this. We're going to settle on a date and you are going to be so jealous when we talk to you about this. When we come back from from the break. Oh, you're going to be so jealous. We're going to talk about all the foods we ate. We're going to talk about all the games we played, all the movies we watched. Oh, the jokes we'll tell. <laughs> we are going to have a gay old time. A gay old time, I do say. Point number two. Yes, I watched the second Cats trailer. Yes, and guess what? You're going to get my thoughts right here for free. Now, if you want to hear my thoughts on the first trailer, you're going to have to go to the Patreon and pony on up. But I'm going to tell you right now, the second trailer really confused me. (laughs) Because in the show Cats, which we have not covered here, you know, the cats are competing to see who gets to go to heaven, essentially. I know it's known as the heavy side layer, but they're competing to go to heaven. But in the movie, they make it seem as if the cats are living in some sort of cat limbo city, and they're competing to see who will be reborn. And I just, I I did not get the sense that the cats in their current status were alive. And I always thought that in the original premise that they were. And I'm very confused. Of course, the CGI is a nightmare. The breasts, the pecs, the abs, the tails coming out of the anuses. It's all, it's just, it's, it's, it's quite discombobulating is what it is. And of course I want to see it. It's going to be the litmus test for an entire generation. Normally I'm not the kind of person who wants to watch something just to sort of know how he feels about it so he can talk about it around the water cooler. But Cats is a must-go. It doesn't matter what you think about it going in. It doesn't matter if you like Cats, if you hate Cats, if you've never even heard of Cats. You have to go see it. That's my opinion. Not my opinion. My order. I order all of us to see it. <laughs> and it's a, it's a government fucking mandate from me. 
So we're all gonna go see it, we're in agreement. Let's move on to my next point. I apparently cracked open an egg full of spiders this past week when I made a fairly innocuous, if clearly skeptical, comment about MJ the Musical, which, as we all remember, used to be called Can't Stop Till You Get Enough. It was gonna premiere in Chicago. That got canceled. Now it's going straight to Broadway under the banner MJ the Michael Jackson Musical. And they have their Michael cast, who they've chosen the actor who is going to be playing Michael Jackson. And my comment, my innocuous yet clearly skeptical comment, was as follows. Oh, they're still going through with this, huh? That's it. That's all I said. And that cracked open an egg of spiders, as I, as I previously said. And goodness gracious, people just spent... I'm not kidding. I confirmed that one of the people that reached out to me spent eight hours of that day copying and pasting the same four to five responses to anyone talking about this musical, to anyone talking about Michael Jackson in general. If, if this person thought you were in any way being critical of Michael Jackson, they were ready to go. They had their notes app open. They had all four to five responses. I was accused of lynching a black man. I was accused of being a conspiracy theorist, a sheep. I was accused of not having a single ounce of brains in my fucking skull. I think you get the point. <laughs> So I think the lesson here is, if you don't want to play whack-a-mole for a couple of hours, which I don't mind doing, <laughs> I don't mind playing whack-a-mole on Twitter, blocking everybody left and right, if you don't want to play that game, uh, well, I, I would say, I was going to say, be careful what you talk about on Twitter, because you never know what sort of well you're going to tap into, but it's Twitter. The whole point is we just got to talk. Sometimes you talk shit, and you know, sometimes that goes... <laughs> under the radar of certain sex groups groups of people is what I'm saying uh, and sometimes it, it really pings on their radar so if you don't want to deal with the MJ defenders uh, I would I would advise not talking about MJ on Twitter it was a little <laughs> some of the responses were just downright creepy and my final point is is not related to the world of musical theater I, I just want to relate a moment that I witnessed from my everyday life I was on my way to a luncheon spot. I was standing at a corner. Imagine me, the musical man, standing on the corner, watching all the girls go by. Girls, I think we all know it's boys. I was standing on a corner, watching all the boys go by, and this gentleman in a car took a left turn around the corner on which I was standing, going fairly quickly. Not, you know, devilishly fast, I would say, but in a, at a speed that would be considered dangerous, especially if you had the right-of-way, which a, I noticed that he basically uh, nearly came into contact with, hit, a woman that was walking through the intersection. This woman had the right-of-way. His window was down, and I'm telling you, folks, this woman, she reared back, and she hawked up a big, thick, gooey loogie, and she took aim, and she fucking spat in the eye of this man. This man who was driving pretty fucking fast. Of course, he slowed down a bit so as to completely avoid hitting this woman, but she took that, she fucking took that moment. She said, motherfucker, and she spit right in his fucking face, and I know that she did because he brought his hand up to his face. Brilliant. That is just, you, you knew what you had to do. I mean, that's expertise. That is fucking skill. 
And that's my final point <laughs> during this opening segment. Let's get the show facts regarding After Midnight. After Midnight was a 2014 nominee for the Tony Award for Best Musical. It was originally conceived by Jack Vertel and was produced off-Broadway in both 2011 and revived in 2012 under the title. It went under a different title back then, that title being Cotton Club Parade. And it was produced by New York City Center Encores and Jazz at Lincoln Center. The Broadway production opened on November 3rd, 2013 at the Brooks Atkinson Theater and ran for 273 performances. The book, we have no official book by credit. Instead, we have selected text by Langston Hughes, the poet, of course. And then we have a number of artists under the heading of music and lyrics. Let's get all of those individuals now. Duke Ellington, Ted Kohler, Harold Arlen, Sippy Wallace, Henry Nemo, Irving Mills, Dorothy Fields, Jimmy McHugh, Harry James, Ben Pollock, Bubber Miley, great name, Bubber Miley, wonderful, Harry A. White, Cab Calloway, Sidney Easton, Ethel Waters, E.Y. Harburg, Harry Carney, and Johnny Hodges. The director of the production was Warren Carlyle. The musical director was Wynton Marsalis. The choreographer was Warren Carlyle, pulling double duty, Warren. Scenic design, John Lee Beatty. Lining design, Howell Binkley. Sound design, Peter Helensky. Costume design, Isabel Toledo. Original Broadway cast. Let's do it. Fantasia Barino, Dulé Hill, Adrian Lennox, Marja Abney, Philip Atmore, Everett Bradley, Christopher Broughton, Julius Iglide Chisholm. Iglide, that's the nickname. That's lowercase i and then capital G L I D E. Amazing nickname. Taylor, Elise, Cyrus, C.K. Edwards, Dormashia, Sumbri, Edwards, Carmen, Ruby, Floyd, Virgil, Lil O, Gadsen, again, another great nickname, that's capital L-I-L, no apostrophe, uh, space, and then capital O, Lil O, Jared Grimes, Baia Haba, Rosenau M. Hill Jackson, Monroe Kent III, Aaron N. Moore, Cedric Neal, Briona Marie Parham, Karim Plantadet, T. Oliver Reed, Desmond Richardson, Monique Smith and Daniel J. Watts. Now, Fantasia Barino was at the top of this list, right? She was known as a special guest star. There were additional special guest stars throughout the show's run on Broadway. Those uh, were as follows. Katie Lang, Tony Braxton, and Babyface appearing together. Vanessa Williams and Patti LaBelle. Now, Gladys Knight and Natalie Cole were unable to make their scheduled appearances due to the closure of the show, but rest assured they were on schedule at a certain point they would have appeared on the show. Let's talk Tony Nods. So the only award that After Midnight took home at the end of the day was Best Choreography that went to Warren Carlyle. It was additionally nominated for Best Musical, of course, Best Featured Actress in a Musical, Adrian Lennox, Best Direction of a Musical, Warren Carlyle, Best Costume Design, Isabel Toledo, Best Lighting Design, Howell Binkley, and Best Sound Design, Peter Helensky. So, in total, seven nominations, one award at the end of the day. Now, in regards to plot, from what I have been able to confirm, After Midnight is very much a traditional review, more in line with the segmented Ain't Misbehavin' than the loosely linear Bubbling Brown Sugar. The poetry of Langston Hughes serves as the show's textual spine, weaving in and out of the song and dance routines to further enrich their Harlem spirit. Dulé Hill, who is officially credited on IBDB as the host, presumably stood 
at the center of the production, but I don't believe he was the only cast member to have recited Langston Hughes' text. To be honest, there isn't a lot of info to be found online about the show's structure, so if you were lucky enough to have seen After Midnight on Broadway, I welcome all the context I can get. Email me, reach out to me in, in whatever way you prefer. At a certain point, I'm just wandering into outright conjecture, and that is not what this plot segment is for by gum, so let us now move on to my research sources. For the purposes of this week's episode, I watched a 2014 Tony Awards promotional video. This is a fantastic showcase for Isabel Toledo's stunning costumes. They're fantastic. And they pop and gleam with a burning intensity. Every performer looks like a million bucks while serving Warren Carlyle's choreography. And they're backed by this, this mighty, classy presence. The presence of this onstage orchestra. It's, it's in a word, the show looks chic. Chic as all hell. I also watched the 2014 Tony Awards performance, which features Fantasia Barino, Patti LaBelle, and Gladys, you canceled the show before I could be in it, but I'm here now, you motherfuckers, night, <laughs> performing on the sunny side of the street, and that is followed by a dance sequence set to It Don't Mean a Thing, an instrumental version of It Don't Mean a Thing, I should say. Surprisingly, this clip does not exist on its own on YouTube. Instead, you have to skip to around the five minute mark on a full-length video of the original broadcast. How is this the only option available to us on YouTube? Get it together, the internet! Fantasia, Patty, and Gladys look stunning in their respective costumes, like three jewels that sparkle brightest when under stage lights. And vocally, well, vocally, they blend like the elements of a perfect cocktail. They're fantastic. They just click. And watching them enjoy each other is an incredible treat. The dance half of the performance comes off a little scattered, tossing in a pinch of this and a dash of that to ensure we get a taste of everything after midnight has to offer. But the samples come and go so quickly that you're unable to focus on any one flavor. The one performer is granted a beat to show off his impressive slow motion skills. There are also red balloons, which uh, did make me want to see the red balloon number. What's up with the red balloons? A bearded Hugh Jackman jumps into the fray in the segment's final moments, tapping his heart out while clearly having the time of his life. Hugh Jackman, a very good Tony's host, very enthusiastic, charming. We gotta bring him back for a fifth round, right? I'm tired of James Corden already. Well, no, we, we, we need to take a break from the white guy hosts in general, so forget about a fifth round for Hugh. I'm sorry, Hugh, I do love you, though. I also listened to live audio clips, which are currently available through the show's official YouTube page. Uh, there are only four, and I think this is going to be the best time for us to drop in clips, right, Patty and Betty? So I'm going to just go through these one at a time. First, let's get a bit of the opening slash Daybreak Express number. Midnight. Harlem. Once it was true in 1932, Harlem's heartbeat was a drumbeat. After midnight. Early blue evening. Lights ain't come on yet. From dawn till darkness, bread lines down the block. All across America, men on a street corner, waiting on something was never gonna come. But Harlem, after midnight. I could take that Harlem night and wrap around you. Take those neon lights and make a crown. Take the Lenox Avenue buses, taxis, subways, and for your love song tone, they rumble down. 
Early blue evening. Lights ain't come on yet. I could take Harlem's heartbeat, make it a drumbeat. Put it on a record and let it whirl. And while we listen to it play, dance with you till day. With a booted and the unbooted play. Early blue evening. Lights ain't come on yet. Look at yonder. They coming on now. As always, Patty and Benny, this is a largely instrumental track, though we do get the full version of Dulé Hill's opening monologue. I initially thought this intro was pulling from a Langston Hughes poem, but I can't find any evidence of that when quoting it online. I'm stumbling here, I have to admit it. Patty, Benny, let's get Women Be Wise. Look at some pretty ladies with your young men. Well, wait a minute, let me give you a little advice about that. Wait, well, you don't want to hear? Okay, well, I'll tell y'all. Okay. <laughs> Women be wise, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> don't advertise a man Ooh, like this dapper down here. Okay, beat it. Don't sit around holding no conversation, explaining what your good man really can do. Cause these women out there, oh Lord, oh, they ain't no good. They'll laugh in your face, they'll try and steal your man from you. Women be wise, keep your mouth shut. Don't advertise your man, oh no, no, no. Don't advertise your man. Now you know, your good, good girlfriend, well she might look like a highbrow. Changing clothes three, four times a day. Yeah, but that's how they do. But what do you think she's doing now? While you're so far away, I'm glad you asked. She's a lovely young man in your own damn bed. You better call for the doctor. Let him investigate your head. Whoa, 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 whoa. You gotta be wise, women. You know, that's all I mean. Shut the fuck up. Don't advertise your man. Adrian Lennox delivery of you gotta be wise women that's all I mean shut the fuck up that took me for a loop and I am grateful to have heard it like my my life would not have been complete if I had missed out on that I love the way she smacks the crowd and the orchestra around she's in total control and we're the ones being thrown off balance yes yes please please and thank you now next we have I can't give you anything but love by Fantasia Barino I was born here, that's no lie, he said, right here beneath God's sky. I wasn't born here, she said. I come, and why? Where I come from, folks work hard all their lives till they die and never own no parts of earth nor sky. So I come up here, now what I've got? Nothing but you. She 
life's tough to be broke, kid. It's not a joke, kid. It's a curse. My luck is changing. It's gotten from simply rotten to something worse. Who knows someday I will win too. I'll begin to reach my prime. Now, though I see what our end is, all I can spend is just my time. I can't give you anything to love, baby. That's the only thing I've plenty To see you looking swell My, 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 my baby Diamond bracelets Wolf doesn't sell Oh baby uh, Till that lucky day You know darn well Oh baby I can't give you Another intro from the host here, and once again, I am flummoxed because the poetry that's being recited can't be attributed to Langston Hughes or anyone, from what I can tell. Hughes is the show's only credited writer. The answer to this query has to be staring me right in the face. I, I know that that is probably true. Again, I must ask for clarification if you, the listener, have any to provide. What are the exact sources for the poetry? My brain and I... Uh, we're very anxious to find out. As for the song itself, Fantasia seems to be channeling Nell Carter from Ain't Misbehavin', offering a lightly pinched honey-sweet vocal style and scats that whip the crowd into a lively ovation. The song is a bit too dreamy and sleepy for my taste. I sort of get lost in it. I, I get distracted. My attention wanes after a while, but I don't mean for that to sound like a criticism of Fantasia herself. What am I going to do? Go after Fantasia Barino while sitting here in front of this microphone? Come on already. Who am I to talk? Who am I? And finally, let's get a bit of Cotton Club Stomp.
This is a perfectly diverting instrumental track with a splash of audible tap. It doesn't make much of an impression, but still enjoyable. I have to assume these clips are from a complete live recording, so the question becomes, why wasn't that recording released as a cast album? I believe there was a promotional CD EP at one point, but why did we never get anything, you know, officially on the books for purchase? The orchestra and performers sound crisp as hell, so I highly doubt you'd have to tinker much with the audio. We have the technology. It's, it's right there. Let's make this happen. I did sift through the other videos on the After Midnight YouTube page, and the best by far involves Katie Lang singing I Can't Give You Anything But Love while rocking a suit and tie. If that isn't the definition of gay rights, I don't know what is. Go check that out. Now, we've talked about as much audio as we can, really, but I do want to give you a full breakdown of all of the songs that were featured in the show. There are a ton of them. Let's do that right now. We start with Daybreak Express, then we move into Happy As The Day Is Long, Between The Devil And The Deep Blue Sea, I've Got The World On A String, Women Be Wise, Bragging And Brass, I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Peckin' Digga Digga-Doo, East St. Louis Toodaloo, Stormy Weather, The Scrunch, The Scrunch, I believe I'm saying that right, I hope I am, I apologize if I am not, Hot and Tot Tot, Raising the Rent, Get Yourself a New Broom, Zazza Zaz, Creole Love Call Back, oh, I'm sorry, Go Back Where You Stayed Last Night, The Mooch, The Mooche, I'm gonna say The Mooch, Ain't It the Truth, uh, let's see here. On the sunny side of the street, of course, the gal from Joe's Black and Tan Fantasy, Tap Mathematician, like that name, I Don't Mean a Thing, Cotton Club, Stomp, Freeze, and Melt, and then we round out the evening, we close out the evening with Rockin' in Rhythm. That's it. That's all I can really say about the score for After Midnight, so now we're gonna throw it to, of course, our wonderful sponsors, 5678 Coffee. Take it away, 5678. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's me, Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go crazy. Watch yourself. We're on a podcast. A podcast? Whoa, whoa. What, this American Life? No. Serial? No. A third podcast? Yes. Whoa, whoa. I guess I put on my. I better put on my cans and do it on an ad for Casper mattresses. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about here? A five, six, seven, eight coffee. Beetlejuice, jeez Louise! Whoa! Don't get your uh, suspenders in a switch. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll do a take two later. Okay, so five, six, seven, eight. Coffee. What you have to understand is coffee's wacky, man. It's weird. It's wild. Coffee is, uh, except when it's not. You're right. You want you don't want your coffee like bland and stupid and fucking dumb, right? You want coffee that's really gonna get you hepped up like me. You gotta have energy like Beetlejuice, baby. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Hey, you want to hear my Al Pacino? Jimmy, Hoffa, Peter, whoever you are, fuck you too. Oh, Beetlejuice, you're in your Pacino. I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, 5678 coffee is the only coffee I drink. It really gets me going, man. So if you want to be like me, Beetlejuice, with fucking, I don't know, ticks coming out of the tip of your dick every day, then you gotta drink 5678. <laughs> All right, Lydia, I'm getting tired. I can't fucking maintain this energy level. Say my name three times so I can take a fucking crash nap. All right, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! I think I just came. Oh, Beetlejuice. Five, six, seven, eight, coffee. You can count on it. I was Lydia and me the entire time. I do voices. <laughs> 
final thoughts regarding After Midnight. It's a little upsetting to consider that After Midnight premiered a little over six years ago, earned several Tony nominations and an award, and is already being obscured by the fog of time, seemingly. I'm certain the show had and has an ardent fan base, so why aren't we taking the time to preserve the show with, I'm asking it again, a cast album? Why am I having to pay play, I should say? Why am I having to play Detective in 2019, piecing together the scraps of audio and video that have managed to remain on YouTube. I don't want to play detective. I'm a millennial. I want what I want now. But in all seriousness, no musical that manages to make its way to Broadway should go without a cast album at this point. If money is the problem, and I'm sure it always is, then we need to be setting up, I don't know, a fund or bugging the hell out of some influential people. For now, I will simply keep my fingers crossed and hope that we will be able to listen to After Midnight in full at some point in the future. It's art. We're not supposed to let art disappear on us. Now, as a reminder, in 2014, the Tony Award for Best Musical went to A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, and the additional nominees that year were Aladdin and Beautiful, the Carol King Musical. Now, I've heard four songs from After Midnight, and I already like it more than I like A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Look, I've listened to that musical's album exactly once, and I can't remember a single goddamn note of it. It's boring. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll like it more when we review it for the podcast, but... No promises. I promise nothing. That's not true, actually. I promise Adrienne Lennox that if I can make it happen, she will get a belated Tony Award for her delivery of the phrase, shut the fuck up. If anyone deserves anything this week, it's Adrienne Lennox. Now, when it comes to ranking the show, we haven't had to do this in a while, but unfortunately, I am going to have to place After Midnight in what is known as the Phantom Zone. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Phantom Zone is where we place any show that is just, it's not in the zeitgeist, really, to any real extent. There may not be a cast recording, there may not be any, you know, movie adaptations, there aren't really any solid sources that I can pull from, and so I wind up thinking that it's unfair for me to rank those shows against the ones that do have, you know, one or more, several cast albums, movie adaptations, revivals, you know, shows that have a deep well that you can sort of tap into. I think that's the second time I've used that metaphor this week. So here here are the shows that are currently in the Phantom Zone. So we have Big Deal, James Joyce's The Dead, Quilter's Merlin, and now, of course, as I already said, After Midnight. So I do apologize after midnight at a certain point. Of course, I would love to be able to officially rank you, but I need more. I need to have a, a better understanding, a more, a more full context for this show before I can do that. I will say that I did make a change in our official ranking. Uh, Tootsie, which used to be at number 31, has fallen to number 32. So there you go. That's a quick update. Sorry, Tootsie. I'm sorry that you're closing. Not really. You gotta make room for Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. Hi, she's a new musical dearie. I cannot believe that that is what they fucking went with. Show-related ephemera in slash A this week. I am sorry. And Oh, now that means, you know what that means? We got to determine which show we discuss next. Yes. So to do that, we need to take a ride on the musical carousel, otherwise known as the random number generator I named after that classic Rodgers and Hammerstein show, She Who Wears the Crown. Everyone ready? Then away we go.
Okie dokie, I have stepped off of the musical carousel and I find that I'm in the year 1962 and our next subject is a show that ran on Broadway for 580 performances. 1962, 580 performances. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? It's no strings, baby. Yeah, no strings is our next subject. Now, I am taking a week off for some holiday R&R, so this episode, the episode that will be dedicated to no strings, will drop Wednesday, December 11th, so we will see you back here in the main feed on December 11th. Now, if you want to support the show financially, there's an excellent way to do that, go to patreon.com slash musicalmanpod, and there you can learn how to donate one, three, five, or ten dollars a month. If you donate one dollar a month, thank you. You get verbal shoutouts every single week because of your generosity. Let's do that now. Roberto, Jordan, Ashley, Chris, JC, Jenna, Aaron, Lily, Haley, Brandon, Brad, Matt, Zach, Marisol, thank you so much for donating each and every month. And you also get as a one dollar a month donor, you get bonus episodes dedicated to the 73rd Annual Tony Awards, the first trailer for Cats. Yes, we brought that up right at the beginning of this episode. And you get a bonus dedicated to ABC's The Little Mermaid Live. Now, if you donate $3 a month, you get everything I've already mentioned, plus a musical shout-out in the style of a character, actor, or composer of your choosing. And now available, yes, now available for those of you who donate $3 or more a month, Wild Cats Everywhere, the High School Musical Podcast. The first episode is available. It's dedicated to High School Musical from 2000. Now, if you donate $5 a month, of course, you get everything I've already mentioned, but you also get to stop the musical carousel and determine what show I discuss on the podcast. You also get season one, that's 12 episodes of All I Ask of You, an advice show hosted by the Phantom of the Opera, and you have access to our ongoing Broadway in Chicago series, for which I review all of the Broadway in Chicago productions. It's true. Now, if you donate $10 a month, of course, you get everything I've already mentioned, but you also get the Snub Club, a monthly series dedicated to musicals that were never, never, never nominated for the Tony Award for Best Musical. And dropping today is the entry for November, which is dedicated to A Doll's Life. Yes, A Doll's Life. Go over to Patreon, see what I thought about it by giving me 10 bucks, baby. Past subjects from the Snub Club include Amelie, Merrily We Roll Along, Flahooly, American Psycho, Be More Chill, Jekyll and Hyde, Allegiance, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman, and The Bridges of Madison County. I have a general thank you to Matt you're getting another shout out, Matt. Matt recently raised his donation to, I believe, $10 a month. So thank you so much, Matt. So generous. And I hope you enjoy those Snub Club episodes, baby. Donations, if you're curious, go toward the purchase of cast recordings, movie rentals, and offsetting pod bean costs. If we ever get to the point where we are bringing in $100 or more in total donations, I will produce M3, The Movie Musical Man, a monthly series for which I will watch trilogies of movie musicals that are tied by a common theme. If you are listening to the show via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to write a five-star review. We have 24 five-star reviews. Written out reviews is what I'm looking for. I want to see words. I want to see text. Tell me via words. Use your words. Tell me how much you love the show. We have 24 right now. When we get to 30, I will record an episode dedicated to the Disney Descendants trilogy. You can also listen to the show. You can stream it, I should say, via musicalmanpod.podbean.com and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at musicalmanpod and email me at musicalmanpod at gmail.com email me with any questions red hot takes I will read your email on the show it is true thanks as always to Patty and Benny in the booth Alex Green for our beautiful logo and Zach Little for our fabulous intro and outro music there's the doorbell 
You know what that sound means? Oh, yes. Yes, just when the fun is starting comes the time for parting. Oh, well, we'll catch up some other time, specifically on the next episode of The Musical Man, which, as a reminder, is dropping, it is dropping Wednesday, December 11th. So don't forget, don't get sad when we're not here next week. Just remember, we'll be back December 11th. All right, so long, farewell, auf Wiedersehen, and good night. <laughs>